Storygram Network. Hosting for this podcast is generously provided by Transistor at Transistor.fm. Hi, my name is Laura Lee, and this is It's Not About Food. So it's not about food, and it's not about weight. What is it about? Everything else. Because it's never, ever about food or weight. Never, ever. Not even. One time. Not ever. Ever, ever. Hello, everyone. This is Lurley Rourke with It's Not About Food podcast. And today what we're going to be talking about is the Trust Body Love card, which has the goddess upside down on her, sort of standing on her head, and the deer is sort of looking at her with its head kind of turned upside down too. And the there's mountains and clouds and a beautiful, wonderful scene of nature behind her. And she has her hands up from the earth, so she is really literally standing on the top of her head, trusting that the earth will hold her up and that her head will hold her up, and she's just balancing on herself. So it's a beautiful image of what trust could be and what it is. And what the back of the card says is, trust is the knowing that our bodies are living intelligences giving us immediate feedback about what does and doesn't work for us. When we stop viewing our bodies as something we need to control and manipulate, we can begin seeing them as very wise teachers. When we start to trust our bodies, we can listen and understand what they need. So for me, this card and the idea of trusting your body, it's so innate with us. Our head forgets because we live in a diet-centered culture. We live in a trying-to-control-our-bodies culture because they need to look a certain way or act a certain way or be a certain way. For me, I think our culture tells us that we need to be young, thin, blonde, white, rich, (laughs) and just really, really perfect. But so many of us, that's not what we are. And we age, and our bodies have their own little path. They have their own DNA. They have their own sort of what they're going to do, and it doesn't fit what the culture tells us. So the culture has an answer for that, which is go on diets, slice and dice, try to smush your body into a little box that the culture wants you to be in. And it, uh, if you don't look like that, then you're just a loser and out of luck. But a baby comes to the world and knows exactly what it needs to eat. And that little body knows exactly what it is going to look like and when it needs to sleep and when it needs to poop, <laughs> when it needs to play and how it needs to grow. We don't worry about a baby's body. They're going to tell the baby what it wants to do. So trusting our bodies that they will give us immediate feedback is a huge part of coming away from an eating disorder. When I had my eating disorder, I did not trust my body. I trusted whatever diet I was on. 
I trusted the kind of control that I felt like I had to have. And then when I would binge, I trusted nothing. I just wanted to binge. (laughs) I didn't trust anything. And then I would rally myself around, pull myself up by my bootstraps, and go on yet another severe diet. But I had to learn, unlike when I was a baby, I just knew how to do it. But as I grew up and was trying to get over my eating disorder, I had to trust that I would go back to that innate quality that my body had and listen and understand what my body needed, which was probably different than the diet that I was on. So I had to let go of diets in order to trust my body. I can't think of a better person who embodies this trust card. And I've known her for a long time, and it seems like she has had to go through this whole trusting her body again and again and again, like we all do. But she just embodies that now. She just really walks it like she talks it. And I'm going to introduce her now, and she's going to tell us about herself. And we're going to have a conversation about trust. So, hello, Alexis. Why don't you... Hi, Lorelei. Hello. So, my name is Alexis. I am currently a senior at Sonoma State. I'm getting my bachelor's in psychology. I'm working part-time. I've known Lorelei since 2013. I was a peer educator for years. I still do it over Zoom sometimes. Um, I started as my senior project because it really spoke to me. I suffered from an eating disorder when I was in high school, and it was something I was really passionate about, so I kept doing it. Yeah, it's been great to have you. I know now we're going into schools on Zoom. I had to trust (laughs) that the peer educators would show up and that Zoom would work and that the teachers would put us on and that the kids would listen because you're not in a classroom. There's no control. As usual, there's no control over anything. Right. (laughs) I always could, always, always, always could count on Alexis to be there. And the days that I knew Alexis was going to be on the Zoom call to students in the classroom on Zoom, I could just like sit back and let it happen and not have to worry about it at all. So it was so wonderful that you're still helping us and doing our work. And I don't know, we're holding each other's hands as we go through this whole big, weird time in our lives and going into schools on a computer. (laughs) So tell me a little bit about why you picked the trust card and what does that mean for you in your life and in your recovery that you've had and I've been able to witness in such a beautiful way. Absolutely. So I think when I was reading through the cards, and this one really spoke to me because I think trusting myself and trusting my body and getting out of my head was probably one of the most difficult things I had to do during my eating disorder recovery. Because as Lily was saying, you're so stuck in your head. It's all in your head. And it's all about control. Right, It's controlling what you eat and what you don't eat and the calories you burn and what you weigh and how many calories you eat, et cetera. But you completely forget how it feels to be full and how it feels to be hungry. And you just cut off communication with your body. And 
trusting your body again through recovery is so difficult, but such an important part of recovery. I don't think that you can truly recover until you do have trust in your body and knowing that it will tell you what it needs. And this is something when we do the peer education and we go into schools, we talk to the kids about this. We talk about intuitive eating. Yeah. And eating when you're hungry, stopping when you're full, eating what your body's hungry for, right? We talk about trusting our bodies like babies do. And I noticed so many kids have never heard of the concept of this, really. We're told how we should eat in our society. And by the time you're in high school, that's hit you full force. You're so influenced by your peers and by the media and what people are telling you that you don't usually get told to just trust yourself. So I just think this is such an important card for recovery and just for life in general, growing up, going through hard times. So yeah, this one really spoke to me. Yeah, that's so true. And you know, what's really great is having somebody there that's not that much older than them in the schools, in the classroom, that's telling them, this works. I had an eating disorder and now I don't. And one of the tools that I had was learning intuitive eating. And they are much closer than I am to when they were babies. (laughs) And (laughs) you're much closer than I am to when they were babies. So when you're telling them that they can trust their bodies, that's like mind-blowing because they haven't been told that. They've been told, oh, don't eat chips, don't eat this, don't eat that. But yet look at what they're fed at school. Yeah, it's a real cluster. You know, it's a real mind blowing thing about do what you're told, but not what you're shown or whatever. And so it's always really great when the peer educators tell them truth and it's a different thing than what they're being told, but it's so intuitive that they know it's the right thing. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about how you're trusting your body or just even trusting yourself if we open it up into a bigger arena, like, you know, you're going to school, so you have to trust that there's going to be an end to school and that you're going to find where what you want to do with school and go on. And so how are you working with that now? Yeah, I mean, trust really does work from trusting your body and just kind of trusting the universe and doing what you have to do, but also knowing that you will end up where you have to be. School is kind of the perfect example. You know, I'm not 100% sure where I want to go after mm-hmm. school. And I remember being young and thinking by the time I was 24, I would be in a career and I would know exactly what I wanted in life. And I would have all these things that I don't have right now. And that's okay, though. I really learned to accept that and know that I am going to end up where I need to be. And I question a lot of times, you know, is school worth it? Should I just be working full-time and making money, get into a job now? And I really do have to trust that it's the right decision for me and that it's going to lead to where I have to be. Yes, I agree with you. I remember going to school myself and thinking, why am I even doing this? This just seems pointless and stupid and... I should just be a waitress. (laughs) I know how to be a waitress. I'll just be a waitress. So not that there's anything wrong with waitressing. I think everybody in the country should be a waitress or a waiter at least one time so they get to see what that's like, what real work is like for sure. 
So you have to trust in your intuition that's telling you to go to school and stay in school, right? Yes, absolutely. So I know you had another big trust thing happen this year when you got married. So you wanted to say a little bit about how that came about and that you had to trust that? Yeah, absolutely. So I got engaged about two years ago. And at first, we didn't start planning the wedding. We wanted to just kind of save up money and see where life took us. And then last summer, in about June of 2019 or so, we started planning a wedding, my now husband and I. And we weren't going to do anything crazy. There's going to be about 80 to 100 people. And we found a really beautiful venue and we picked out our food and I bought my dress and things were all ready. And then in March when COVID hit, we had to cancel. And oh, I remember being so, so upset. I thought nothing would go back now. This was it. My wedding was ruined. We got very, very lucky in that we got our deposit back from the venue. So mm-hmm. we really looked out there and people were really, really understanding, especially during this time. Mm-hmm. And we had rescheduled our wedding. It was going to be July of 2020. We rescheduled it for July of 2021. And we were sitting there one day and I was talking to my husband and we were both like, you know, I'm not enjoying this process of planning this wedding anymore. (laughs) It was all becoming about what our families wanted and what other people wanted our wedding to be. And it wasn't what we wanted anymore. And I think putting it off another year and stuff just didn't feel right to us. And they're like, well, you know, we're here. We're not going anywhere. Let's just elope. So we, um, we found this great company in Windsor, and we ended up eloping in Healdsburg, and we had four guests that day, and we got married at the most beautiful vineyard ever, and the entire day was just perfect. It was small and sweet, and I honestly couldn't have asked for a better wedding. I'm so, so happy in our decision, and, you know, it was a disappointment not to celebrate with our loved ones, but we can always celebrate at a different time. But what we did was really the best decision and trusting that that was the best decision was so hard. I remember crying and I had to cancel my wedding. And now looking back at it, I was able to trust the whole process and it all worked out so perfectly. Storygram Network. Welcome to One Media, One Media. I'm... It's a place I like to call The Bleed. My name is Laura Lee, and this is It's Not About Food. Rich flavor is one of your favorites. You'll want to join me on The Wine Road. The art of being yay isn't just something he developed. Storygram Network. And it's sort of like the same thing that happens to us about our bodies, right? Our bodies should be a certain way, and they should look a certain way every day. And so you start to plan a wedding, and it gets completely out of control because it's about what other people want. And so wise of you and Sam to say, we're not down with this. (laughs) This is becoming way too crazy. And we've lost ourselves in it. 
it's a great metaphor for life. Are you living for others? Or are you living for you? Are you going to school for somebody else's dream? Or are you going for your dream? And what is your dream? So it's a beautiful way. And I hope that, I don't know, that's one of the gifts maybe of this COVID-19 is that people have time to sort of go, what do I want? What do I want to do once I'm out of this? Or even right now while I'm still in it? Yeah, I definitely think that COVID has given us not to undermine the seriousness and the horribleness of this entire thing. People are going through such horrible times and my heart goes out so much. But it has given, I think, a lot of people a chance to kind of sit back and reflect and say, oh my gosh, like, is this what I want? Am I doing what makes me happy in life? And I think that has been the one little silver lining to this yes. entire thing. I think there's a few of them, but uh, it's still so horrifying and completely out of our control anyways, you um, know? Yeah. Well, that's another thing, yeah. It's one of those things completely out of, out of our control, right? We have to put our trust in other people to try to fix our, yes. <laughs> our yes. society, and it's scary. Yeah, and we have to trust, like even this new vaccine, we have to trust that that will work and then it won't kill us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is really about a lot of trust right now. It's just the way things are. So tell me about how are you doing now? Are you still able to trust your body and still able to eat intuitively and still able to be okay with your body and how it looks and how it works and how it walks around on the earth? Yeah, so there's still days here and there. I think, you know, recovery, as we all know, is so not a linear process. And there are still days where I have a hard time. There's still days where I find myself thinking, oh, I shouldn't have eaten that. Mm -hmm. Oh, God, how many calories were in that? And looking at my body and not being happy with it or all of that. And... I think the difference is now I'm able to come back to myself and remind myself that I've done such hard things. My body has gone through so much and I put it through absolute hell with an eating disorder. I completely broke it down. And the fact that it's able to keep going is something so incredible. And I think that's what I have to remind myself that, oh my God, I can trust this body. Like, look at everything it's done. It can definitely tell me what is good for me to eat or not, what I need to eat right now. It can tell me if I'm hungry or if I'm full. And trusting it and just remembering everything it's gone through. Well, I always think about people say to me when I'm in group or with them or my clients say, well, why do I still have these thoughts? Why do I still think I need to go on a diet? I thought that would go away with recovery. It's, well, you didn't get a lobotomy. You just got recovery. So our thoughts are our thoughts are our thoughts. You know, they still are there. The difference, I think, with recovery is you don't believe them anymore. You don't believe the best thing to do is go on a severe diet. You don't believe that your body's not okay. You know, you don't believe that you need to do something about this big, giant butt anymore. You, you just go... Okay, I'm going to trust my body to know what it needs to do 
and how it needs to eat and how it needs to look. It might not be how I think I should look, but it is how it does look. So there's health at every size and there's DNA and there's science (laughs) that we have to really realize that that's what's driving the bus, not the diet. The diet's only going to make you sick. Yes, absolutely. So I really love that what you were saying about that. I think one of the things that I've noticed about you is that you have had to trust that you were going to sort of work yourself out of depression or work yourself out of the eating disorder, work yourself out of body hatred and sort of like the warrior's task, if you will. If you don't mind talking a little bit about your depression and how that affected you, I know for a long time, how did you work yourself that? I was pretty young when I was, I mean, officially like diagnosed with depression and it's always been up and down. There's been times in my life where I would lay in bed all day and I just didn't physically feel like I could even get out of bed. I didn't feel like I could do anything. And there were so many days where I questioned just what's the point? Why am I here if I'm just so unhappy? And I remember thinking so many times, I have to do this for at least the people that love me. It's not fair to them. And so for so long, you know, I really did live for the people that loved me. And it took me a long time to want to be here for myself. And I did finally reach that point. And I'm so grateful for it now. But there was a really long time I had to trust in the fact that I was supposed to be here. Yes. Because it didn't feel like that every day. There were so many days where I laid there just thinking, why? Why am I here? And to look back at that now, it's such a crazy kind of surreal feeling because now I think, well, of course I'm here. (laughs) I see so many purposes for being here. Mm -hmm. There's so much great things in the world. And there's still days where I wake up and I kind of feel that, God, I don't even want to leave bed. And some days I do stay in bed a little longer and I let myself, but I don't beat myself up for it. And usually I'm then able after an hour or so to get up and kind of start going and doing things that I like and going on just with my life and sticking to it. But yeah, coming out of depression has been so incredibly difficult and I've had therapy and psychiatry and so much support from friends and family and beyond hunger and everything that I was very blessed to be able to work through it. Yes, I'm just so glad that you were. And I think that we always need to have people around us, hopefully, which is hard a lot of the time because we don't, or we have to create that family of positive reinforcement, if you will, of somebody telling us when we get into those places, you do belong here. You are such an important part of my life. I don't know what I would do without you, and I have to have you here. (laughs) We need people that do that for us. And I don't know a lot of the time when you were helping me if I could have gotten through those moments without you. So I really 
I'm so glad that you've turned that corner. And depression is brings us to our knees and it's not our fault and it's not about if we're eating sugar or not. <laughs> you know, it's such a bigger <laughs> right. thing. And people go, Well, if you just don't think about depression, it's like you don't understand what that's like. You don't understand how it just is that I don't know, black cloud on our brain. I'm so glad that you did work yourself through that. Thank goodness. And we know depression can come and go. And it's, again, not in our control. And we just have to hang on, hopefully, and let other voices come in other than the depressed voice, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to wrap this up. But I wonder if there's anything that you would like to say before we do that. And I'm going to have you read the today on the card. But before that, is there anything you want to... You have a little platform here if you'd like to use it. And I would just like to say, I would really just like to thank you and Beyond Hunger for helping me Aww. learn more about trust and seeing how important it is and seeing that recovery is out there for so many people and that we need to trust ourselves. Sometimes I'll find myself having those kind of diet thoughts and those difficult thoughts. And I think, you know, I want to practice what I preach. And I don't think I could stand in front of a classroom of kids and tell them to eat intuitively and to trust themselves if I couldn't do it myself. Yes. And so that was another thing that was really helpful and really motivated me is I am not going to go out there and lie to these kids and tell them to do these things that I can't do myself and, That's something that's always really helped me. I agree. You know, I've been doing this work since 1988, and I feel like it saved my life so many times just because of what you just said, sort of like you teach what you need to learn. So as I (laughs) kept saying the same things over and over again, like love and compassion and trust and honor our bodies and ourselves, it started to leak in that, oh, I could do that as well, which I was doing that, but probably not as core as I have been able to become by doing this for so long. So it's been beautiful to see you on your path as well, and I appreciate all that you said. And so can you read the last Today I Will Practice? Yeah. Today I will practice trusting my body completely to tell me what it needs. I will trust it to tell me if I'm hot or cold, hungry or full, tired or energetic, at ease or uncomfortable. I will listen to its signals and sensations. I will respond to what it means. Aw, so great. And I feel like, again, that you embody this so much. And it's been a joy to watch your recovery and watch you grow into the amazing woman that you are now. Thank you so much. Thank you. So thank you very much for listening and for hanging in there with us and I will uh, talk to you later. Bye. Thank you for listening and be sure and follow me on Patreon, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and it's not about food.com. Thanks.